the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 80 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm Mate. And uh, this is Children of the Force, and it's 80. Actually, a little more than 80, but uh, there's some years tucked in there in between other years. But It's an old podcast. Old podcast. It's only like three years. Yeah, old. we've oh, we've been around forever. Yeah, we've been doing this for so long. Could do with my eyes closed. Should I do the rest of the podcast with my eyes closed? Yeah. Okay. And one hand behind my back. All right. But I can't do that. I have to read the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so uh, yeah, we took a week off. You know, summer, summer week, and uh, we're back. And school starts up next week. I'm so excited! Yeah, Anna's excited, and, and eh, you know, we're all kind of getting getting ready for it, and yeah. yeah, I think we're all excited. Um, I can't say that I'm, like, super excited. I'm excited to see, you know, my coworkers and, 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 uh, and the kids. Miss the kids, you know? Not that you kids aren't great, but, you know, you're old and gangly and awkward <laughs> preteens and weird eight-year-old you know like i want these like you know cute little you know uncomplicated two-year-old toddlers I'm almost, that's not I'm true. almost a preteen yeah oh wow you're almost a preteen that's truly oh wow you are yeah. so anyway school's coming up i think that first week of school is going to be kind of hectic um so i think we're probably unless, just not going to record on that yeah week. unless there's like a big news drop or like the trailer comes out or something i don't see us recording uh next week so but then after that hopefully we'll get into the groove and, uh, you know, get back to our weekly, weekly schedule for as long as we can do that. So anyway, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, we started reading Guardians of the Wills, which is pretty cool, uh, as a family. So we finished, uh, what were we reading now? That book, uh, Miss Peregrine's Home House, for Pecu- Home, Home for, for Peculiar, Peculiar Children. Children. Yes. Um, we read the first book of that and, uh, it was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty mature at, at points, I thought, um, and, uh, but you know, we could handle it. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, sure. I guess. And then, uh, yeah, and then we picked, I picked uh, a Star Wars book to read. This is the first time we as a family have ever read a Star Wars book. Big deal, and, everyone. Uh, Big deal. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure that Guardians of the Wills was the right one for that in hindsight. Um, it's kind of dry. I mean, it's good, but it's not, it's not quite as like, uh, it, it seems like it's uh, like really plotty. Like, it's all about the plot and less about the characters. Um, I was hoping for more... Uh, just and Chira relationship? Yeah, more really good conversation, you know, between Baze and Chirrut. And it's hard to do because, like, Baze has this reputation of not talking a lot, at least in the movie, right? He doesn't talk a bunch. In this book, he talks significantly more. But I think, you know, uh, Greg Rucka, the author, was still trying to make it so that... You know, they say a lot without saying a lot, which doesn't really work that well in a book, right? Because, you know, you have to say something. Um, I mean, I, I suppose it can work well. Anyway, I'm enjoying it, but um, there's other books that I, I would have thought, maybe in hindsight, probably should have read those instead. Like Bloodline, I think would be a great one to read. It's really good. Ugh. Explore some really great concepts about politics. We should read Lost Stars. Lost Stars would be a good one too. Yeah, we yeah. read Lost Stars. Yeah, 
it's also pretty mature at times. But yep, yep. Yeah, so, we can handle it. Oh yeah. Another Star Warsy thing we did: we downloaded the newest augmented reality AR feature for the Star Wars app because uh, there's this new Find the Force thing that they're doing for uh, for um, Force Friday Two is what they're calling it. And uh, Anna's just bursting at the seams. She wants to say the P word. Say the P word. Porgs! Porgs. So, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Anna. uh, So, the high-pitched squealing that you just heard was Anna talking about porgs. And uh, and the fact that we're going, that we heard what porgs sound like. They sound like this. They sound like, like, like a... Yeah, sort of. Uh, a little less, uh, you know, I was hoping they were going to sound like those the little dinosaurs from the Lost World, uh, the copies. But, yeah, they're a little more like, kind of, right? Uh, that's what I imagined they yeah. would sound like. Yeah, yeah, they sound about how you'd imagine. You know, you I, part of me, I wish, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try to capture that sound and I'll insert it right here. You know, it's funny, I was talking with Evan, a listener of the show and good friend of mine, uh, and he's he said, what, what is a porg? <laughs> and it's funny, because like, we talk about porgs and stuff, but like we're not a visual medium, right? We don't, people don't see what we're talking about. It's all audio. So unless, those, unless people are going out and searching porg on Google, you know, they don't know what a porg looks like, right? So, uh, it's interesting Unless to they me. watch the trailer or something. Oh, well, that was the behind the scenes video. And yeah, that's kind of another thing that really, it, it's not out there so much as something like a trailer is, right? So anyway, so porks, they look like little, little, uh, little cute penguins kind of. So this, this, uh, AR thing for the Star Wars app, uh, we've used this before. Like we've had, uh, BB-8 and stormtroopers right first order stormtroopers and bb-8 that's something that they did for the force awakens where you know you scan this certain poster and you could choose one of those things to pop up right and and then you can go stand beside them and pose with them and it looks like they're standing in your living room uh and the way to so do we this could, like do it with the tv yeah and we'll, uh, yeah. we'll be like hugging a porg we could get the image up on the tv is that what you're saying yeah yeah um and we so could be hugging a porg so the way to do it, if you don't have, like, if you can't see the poster, because these posters are going to be, like, in in Target and stuff like that, right? And you go to the store and you scan the poster and you can take a picture. Well, you can also br- just bring up the image online. Just Google Find the Force, and then you can scan it with your phone as long as you're in the Star Wars app in this uh, Find the Force, uh, you know, feature on the Star Wars app. It's really cool. It's worth going through the steps to do it. And, and one thing I, I, that really bothers me is that I feel like a lot of people just aren't going to do it because it's just a lot of Too steps. It is it's a lot of steps. You know, I wish there was just an easy way, like just go to this website that is on the poster and then it just happens. Right. But I don't think they've found a way to do that yet because it's such a complicated kind of thing. I think it takes up a lot of memory and stuff, so you can't just run it on a website. You have to actually download it on your phone. But it's really cool because you can move your phone around and you can see 
you know, the side of the porg, right? Or, or you can see different angles and it's like, it's almost like they're there in front of your phone. I we really, like really... looking at it from the bottom. From the bottom. And daddy was like, what if Luke's under the rock that the porgs are standing on? Yeah, you gotta, tr- you gotta check out every angle, right? You know, you never know what you're gonna find. <laughs> um, yeah, like but the porgs... Luke's lightsaber's being crushed under there. Oh, that's where Luke put his like, old lightsaber. <laughs> the porgs, the porgs hit it under a rock. And Luke hasn't been able to find it since. Yeah. <laughs> so this is starting on September 1st, which is Force Friday. And that is on that is this Friday. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Fargo, North Dakota. And it's going to be at midnight. You know, and, and remember two years ago, oh. I went to Target and I stood in line and they opened the doors at midnight and I got to go in and see all the newest toys, right? And like all the rays were bought instantly and I couldn't get a ray, right? Um, but then I did get Kylo Ren's lightsaber, which I ended up giving, uh, to you, Liam, for Christmas that year, right? So, anyway. But that means we can't get anything for Force Friday. Well, you, if you want to ask your mom to take you to Target on Saturday, this Saturday. No, no, no. I mean, there's going to be stuff there still. It's not all going to sell out. So you could go on Saturday and check out the new toys. I would Just say there was a bike there, but that would be too much stuff to bring home. Well, you're not going to buy a bunch of stuff. You could just bike there and look at it. Yeah. We've been biking a lot. That's kind of nice. We've got a, got a bike for me, and, and we've been biking around the city. But I'm thinking I might try to go to the Target in Fargo if uh, the two friends that I'm going to hang out with, one of them is the aforementioned Evan, uh, if they're willing to indulge me and uh go to go to target at midnight on the day that i get there in fargo uh we might actually do some on-site recording if we do end up doing that which could end up being really funny and fun to listen to maybe we could do a little special episode with me no and, swearing though me and evan curse no, no yeah swearing. well it's you know podcast i can edit i can edit <laughs> oh one one quick note though about the porg the porgs that we heard in the Star Wars app, right? We heard how they sounded. Uh, on Force Friday, there was a big BB-8 in the Target store. Remember that big BB-8? He'd walk by and he'd start making noises. Remember no, that a couple there. years ago? Well, a couple years. No, he was there for months. Big BB-8 at Target. Anyway. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. That thing did not sound the way BB-8 ended up sounding. Right? The sound was changed between when they... Even the toys that you bought a BB-8, like the, the one that we had, the remote control BB-8. Yeah. Not the Sphero one, but the other one. And even the Sphero one. Um, Sphero. Those... Sphero what? is the one that you control with your phone. It's a smaller one. Wait, we have that? No, we don't have that one. But I'm saying the one we did buy. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Um, didn't sound the way BB-8 sounds in the movie. What did it sound like? It was just different. Just the... Like, if you put... I don't know. If you put the sounds next to each other, you could tell they're different, right? So anyway, it's possible that the Porgs don't, won't actually end up sounding like that. I mean, they're, you know, this movie doesn't come out for another four months. You know, there's time for them to work on it. Four months? Four months away. <gasps> yeah. We're due for another teaser or a trailer coming oh, up pretty yeah. soon. Yes, so. yes, yes. Uh, okay, so so one non Star Warsy thing that we we wanted to talk about really quick was uh, your cousin Henry's uh, Godzilla movie. Okay, so <laughs> your cousin Henry, who Liam, he's about six months younger than you. Yeah, is that right? Um, he 
made his very first movie, and it is called Godzilla's First Battle, right? That's the uh -huh. name of it. And uh, we're going to embed this video on our website, childrenoftheforce.com. So if you go and see the show notes for this episode, uh, you'll, you'll see that video. But let's just say that it has a cameo by Django Fett. And it's awesome, and we're not going to spoil what happens. But uh, the yeah. end of uh, Django and Godzilla's battle is appropriate. <laughs> but Henry's huge into Godzilla, and Henry's dad, my brother Dave, was telling me that that he's he knows like the difference between all the Godzillas: the 1954 Godzilla, 64, 1998 the Godzilla 2014 Shin Godzilla. I'm like, I don't know nearly enough about Godzilla. Uh, I do know that like a lot of people think Godzilla's like a scary monster, but Godzilla is always the good guy in the movie. Um, you know, he's a pr protector of humans. Wait, he is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, then why do people shoot him in the movies? Well, usually what happens is like, I think what happens sometimes is that people will be scared of Godzilla and then they'll, They'll shoot them, but then they'll realize that there's other big monsters, and Godzilla is actually protecting them from the other big monsters. That's kind oh. of the the basic uh, story of Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, so that's why yeah. Janko is coming in, and he was protecting them from Janko. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and there actually are like there is um oh I can't I don't remember the name. I used to watch these Godzilla movies when I was a kid. Um, TNT or something, you know, we'd watch them every once in a while. And there's one where there's a ro like a robot guy. Who would fight against Godzilla? Then <laughs> Django kind of looked like, you know, kind of has that robot guy look. Anyway, uh, so, so anyway, this, you know, to tie this into Star Wars, it reminds me of the Clone Wars episodes about the Zillow Beast. Zillow, Godzilla, Zillow, right? I mean, that's where they got the name Zillow. Zillow. Um, and Henry, if you're listening to this, have you seen those two episodes? I bet you have, because um, I think you've seen all of the Clone Wars. Uh, they're episodes 18 and 19 of season two of the Clone Wars, and Dave Filoni, the guy who developed the Clone Wars along with George Lucas, and Dave Filoni is the guy who was basically responsible for how good the Clone Wars was. He was the kind of overseer of the whole show and, you know, the director of a lot of the shows and writer and all that stuff. Anyway, he's a huge Godzilla fan too. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's why they did the Zillow Beast episodes, because it was like his way to, to you know, honor Godzilla. And uh, I, I came across this because I was looking it up because I'm like, I wonder if he has any Godzilla quotes because I bet Henry would get a kick out of him. So Dave Filoni was interviewed uh, on CNN and he said that uh, he's been into Godzilla ever since he was a kid. He said, especially the 1974 movie Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla specifically. So that's Mecha Godzilla is like the robot Godzilla. A yeah. mean guy. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how he built a replica Mecha Godzilla costume. Dave Filoni did. So Dave Filoni's a cosplayer. Like before he ever worked on Star Wars, he went to Star Wars Celebration as Plo Koon. Plo Koon? Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> I mean, he is a. Wait, is he the one with the mask on, or is he the one who can go? Who is? He's who got the mask. Water? He's got the mask. Yeah, Kit Fisto's Kit uh, go underwater. Um, so. So yeah, so he built this he built this replica Mecha Godzilla costume, and he showed up to uh, Toho Studios where a party was celebrating Godzilla's Hollywood star that he got, and uh, 
And he says that he didn't think they knew if it was, uh, if he was like with the studio or if he was just a person who showed up and that there was a big person in a Godzilla suit there too. And he kind of wanted to fight him. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. That's funny. So, so anyway, Godzilla is, uh, has some star Wars connections. Uh, so anyway, check out the video. We posted on Twitter. Um, I think I've, I'm going to post it. If I haven't already, I'll post it on our Facebook page and then it'll also be on the website and, uh, you know, comment on the YouTube video and let, let Henry know, uh, what you think of it. Um, I think it's just really cool to see kids creating stuff like that. And, uh, you could tell he put a lot of work into it. It looked really mm -hmm, good. It, did. it looked really good. It was really cool. You know, it's kind of like, like toys fighting each other, but it's, it's stop motion sort of, right? So you see them moving slowly across the room and anyway, it was really awesome. And they uh, had like the sounds, like when yeah. he was like walking, it was like, Boom. Stomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomp. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It was and really I think, loud though. <laughs> and there was even music too, which I'm assuming is, is uh, like from the soundtrack from some Godzilla movie. I don't know the Godzilla music well enough, but I'm assuming that was pulled out of a Godzilla movie. Uh, sound effects of the Godzilla, you know, roar and everything. Yeah, it was really cool. Good work, Henry. And there was, like, lightning coming out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. The special and effects the, looked kind of like lightning, yeah. And there was, like, on his spikes. On his back, yeah, kind of when he's charging was, up. Yeah, it... Yeah. There was lightning, like, uh -huh. connecting all of the stripes thing. The spikes. It was, like, zzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzzz
you know, starts at the point almost and gets thicker as it goes. But this is more just like flat all the way. And uh, it's almost like they said, how can we make a Star Destroyer look more like a piece of pizza? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't know. That's what I think when I look at it. It looks more more like a piece of pizza. A piece of pizza? But piece of pizza goes like that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not thick like a Star Destroyer is. You know, it's flat. Oh, yeah. And then the big long bridge at the end of this, at the end of this dreadnought is like the crust of the pizza. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Uh, It looks pretty cool. Oh, thank you. And then we get the ATM-6. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Which is the new walker. Uh, ATM-6. So much bigger than an actual walker. Than an ADAT? Yeah. So at ATAT st- stood for All Terrain Armored Transport, right? And ATM six stands for All Terrain Mega Caliber Six, and Mega Caliber Six is the name of the cannon that's on top of this Walker. It's called a Mega Caliber Six cannon. So it's an ATM six All Terrain Mega Caliber Six. In the story that the Star Wars uh, Star Wars dot com six, I think people are going to start calling it Adam six M six. An M6, maybe. Or um, at well, M6. Well, here's, I think, what they're going to call it. They're going to call it a Gorilla Walker. Because that's what the, like, the design supervisor, uh, Kevin Jenkins, uh, so he's, like, the, the visual design supervisor for The Last Jedi, he called it a Gorilla Walker. And he ba- he designed it based on how a gorilla walks. So, like, in the front of it, you see, and, and we'll put a photo of this thing on our website um, but you can also just Google it. Uh, the front of it isn't like a normal walker with like feet, right? It kind of, the, the front like has paws almost that bend backwards, right? And I guess this thing when it walks looks kind of like a gorilla. Walks sort of like a gorilla. Which is really interesting. That's I weird. can't imagine what that looks like. What's up, bud? Um, in Battlefront 2, do you think there's going to be Last Jedi stuff? Eventually, yeah. Okay. Not because right away, if there I don't is, think, but... Oh. It's going to be ATM. Will they have a walker assault where you're trying to take walker down? Walker assault. <laughs> yeah, but if you're in it, it goes so much faster. Yeah. It's so much bigger. It has a humongous blaster cannon. <laughs> it needs to be nerfed. <laughs> They're going to have to nerf it. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> make it weaker in the game. Like, do something to it to make it so it's um. not so powerful. Because otherwise you just get in the ATM-6 and you... You just gorilla walk all over the place and destroy the resistance. Well, gorillas can walk really fast if they want to. They can. Do you think the gorilla walker can, like, rear up on its hind legs and and thump its chest? I doubt it. Rear up on its hind legs and smash. Smash. And everything just goes flying in Uh, the air. Oh, yeah, they can probably do that. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. All right. So we have a new excerpt from the Phasma book that's coming out, right? And so this is a book about, like, the origin of Phasma. And this is coming out on Force Friday, September 1st. I will be downloading it on the Nook and reading it on my phone. Um, In fact, I'm going to pre-order it so I don't even have to think about it. It'll just pop up on my phone when I'm in Fargo and uh, ignore my friends and read Phasma. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you are. No, I won't. Uh, Like, while I'm waiting for them to go in the board game, I'll be, like, reading Phasma. Oh, is it my turn? Um, anyway, you so, might actually do that, though. <laughs> no, no, I won't. 
But anyway, so this is, you know, it's an excerpt from Phasma. If you don't want to know anything about the Phasma book, fast forward a little bit. But we're going to talk about it uh, right now. So in the last Aftermath book, I think I mentioned to you kids that, you know, there were these, these young kids on Jakku, these orphans, who were being trained to be just really brutal stormtroopers, kind of like, like just, just like following commands, doing anything someone says, and almost like total, like totally brainwashed, like zombie stormtroopers almost, right? Like just really brutal stuff. And I, and this was Brendel Hux. So Hux's dad was kind of in charge of this, this, uh, this program, right? So, um, so on Jakku, there was this young girl who, and she like had short blonde hair and she was tall. And, you know, a lot of people speculated that that might've been Phasma. So we may have seen the origins of Phasma on Jakku, but now we know in, in, in aftermath. Yeah. And honestly, I think Chuck Wendig, he, he knew exactly what he was doing when he wrote that. And he thought, Hey, maybe this could be Phasma. Well, we know now that it's not almost for sure. Because we have in this upcoming Phasma book, it's going to reveal her roots, and they are not on Jeddah. Her story starts on a planet called Parnassus, or Parnassos, uh, which in this planet, the description of the planet reminds me a lot of Carnelian Four from the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic. Do you guys remember that comic where Obi-Wan and Anakin are on this planet? And, I didn't read it, but I remember but, it. Yeah. Uh, so they're on this planet and there's these kind of clans that are fighting each other. Uh, yeah, and, and like and the, peace. and the planet is like cut off from all outside communicate. Like they used to have technology, but they don't anymore. And so this Parnassus seems like that kind of planet. Right. And so there's this, there's these clans and, Phasma seems to be, at least, the leader of one of these clans on Parnassus. Uh, so she must be at least a teenager at this point, probably older. Um, and uh, it's a clan called the Skyre, S-C-Y-R-E. And so Brendel Hux has crashed on this planet. So Hux's dad has crashed on this planet. And, and he recruits her? Kind of. Yeah, it sounds like he's willing. He so he says something about how the first order troops that are with me, because he crashes in this escape pod, right, and his ship crashes further away, and he tells the the clans that are assembled here, you know, because they're like they might want to kill him or something and steal his escape mm -hmm. pod, right? But he says, you know, these stormtroopers and the stormtroopers come out of this escape pod too, are are you know great soldiers and and they're from all over from all from different planets we pick the best of the best to become stormtroopers right and if you help me get to my ship you can leave this planet and you can become a stormtrooper too and phasma That's steps up and while well, phasma steps up and she's like i'll do that for you <laughs> so really interesting and that, that I mean, i'm assuming that happens within the first chapter or two of the book so i don't think i've spoiled anything too bad so really looking forward to that book uh same yeah yeah i think there's gonna be a lot of good info about how the first order works in that book how does one become a stormtrooper I and mean, we know how finn became a stormtrooper but maybe earlier on in the first order they when they needed like like leaders of certain groups of stormtroopers they 
didn't necessarily raise them from youth. I don't know. Or maybe Hux was lying, right? Maybe he was. Maybe it turns out that he was lying and that those stormtroopers weren't picked from planets, but they were just part of the whole program that they have where they, you know, raise stormtroopers from kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then maybe Phasma convinces him that she's that good that he needs to let her become a stormtrooper, right? I don't know. Uh, so we took a week off, right? So this part, this next news item seems a little bit like old news, but, uh, but I want to talk about it because we haven't talked about it too much. The Hollywood Reporter, which remember when I say the Hollywood Reporter says something, you know, it's probably true, right? Almost positively true. Um, so they had a story about how Stephen Daldry is in talks to work on an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone movie. Okay. And this is what they said specifically in the story. Sources say... Talk, so sources, that means someone who knows somehow, right? Maybe someone in Lucasfilm who isn't supposed to be talking about this. Who knows? Probably it's actually Stephen Daldry's uh, agent, the person who gets him work, right? Um, sources say talks are at the earliest of stages. So they just started talking about it. And that the product has no script. The project has no script. If a deal is made, Daldry would oversee the development and writing with Lucasfilm Brass. So he would help develop and write the movie. But as of now, there is no script. There is no movie. But Lucasfilm is, according to this, thinking about it and talking about it. So we know that an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is a possibility that Lucasfilm has considered and worked on. Right? They've worked on talking to people, who could do this, right? So, remember around uh, Celebration when Kathleen Kennedy told somebody, I think at MTV, she said that Lucasfilm isn't ready to announce what the third standalone was going to be yet? Yep. She said that, you know, someone asked, like, what's going to be the one after the Han Solo movie? And she said, we're not ready to say that yet. We got a few things going on, a few things we're working on, Right? So, this is probably one of them. The Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is more than likely one of those things. So, the, so the question is, like, of all the things that they're wor- working on, which idea rises to the top, right? So, you know, there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. There was a Boba Fett movie that they were working on. We know that, right? Before whatever happened with Josh Trank happened, he was going to be the director, and now he's not. And uh, I think what happened was that he made the newest Fantastic Four movie. Uh, and that was a horrible movie from what I've heard. So that was part of what happened maybe. Uh, but, uh, you know, so then the Boba Fett movie is kind of pushed back, right? And who knows if that's going to happen. Uh, or maybe they're going to make, and this is really funny, a rumored Jabba the Hutt movie. Wait, what? A Jabba the Hutt movie. Wait, so, wait, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I heard you correctly. Yeah. Could you say that again? Uh, a Hobba the Jut movie. Okay, I'm sorry. now oh. I know I didn't hear oh, you correctly. Uh, sorry, I just misspoke. A Jabba the Hutt movie. <laughs> How, so, why would they make a Jabba the Hutt movie? That's a good question. Um, I mean, it'll be boring. So, it's like, Gabba, Jabba. <laughs> okay, so, Jabba, I'll do that. Gabba, Jabba. <laughs> So, so when Vanity Fair, which is another one of these, you know, magazines that when they say something, it's usually accurate, right? When they reported on this Obi-Wan movie, they also had a little line about how, uh, Lucasfilm was kind of kicking around the idea of a Jabba movie. So 
that's yeah that's really interesting um i'm assuming it would be like more of a people who work for java movie <laughs> but maybe it would be about how how java the hut got to power i don't know i i don't know that would be kind of boring <laughs> no that'd be fun maybe it'd include how we met um the caretaker of the rancor molecule mm-hmm. it'd be <laughs> it'd be like a java molecule like buddy buddy cop movie maybe they go off searching for rancors and i don't know maybe that's how they got the rancor it 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 <laughs> i can't imagine what it would be like but uh, i don't think job is one to explore yeah he's kind of slow yeah i'm not a huge not a huge fan of that idea so so what do you kids think so about obi-wan what would you like to see from an obi-wan movie ezra you you would like to see that scene from Rebels yes. take place in the movie? Really? Hmm. What would you like to see, Liam, for an Obi-Wan movie? Like, what kind of thing would you like to see? Would you like to see Obi-Wan... I don't know. Like, an old western set on Tatooine, you know? Or Obi-Wan's, like, maybe protecting some town from criminals? and Yeah, I think or, I'd like that. Or and, and if we had that, then we could have... You and McGregor play Obi Wan Kenobi, right? That would make sense because he's a little bit older now, and you know, he could play old Obi Wan. I would love that. Or we could do a young Obi Wan film. We'd have to get a new actor, right? But uh, maybe about his time with Qui Gon, or maybe like a like before all the movies. Yeah. That'd be. Oh, that'd be the best. Whoa. That'd be the best, yeah. That would be well, really, really awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, no one's ever thought of that before. Oh, I'm sure people have. Right, but, like, it's not <laughs> something that people talk about all the mm. time. I think I've heard people mention it, so. Yeah, but it's not, like, like, what happens between Revenge of the Sith oh, and... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. more of a time that people kind of expect to see. I've also heard suggested that it'd be nice to have like a political thriller, court intrigue kind of a romance maybe with Obi-Wan and Satine and Obi-Wan and Mandalore. And we'd get to see like that, you know, before the Clone Wars when Obi-Wan was on Mandalore and, and fell in love with Satine and was ready to leave the Jedi Order for Satine. Remember how he said he would, he would have left the Jedi for her? In the Clone if Wars, what? so if not, what? well, if she would have wanted him to, if she would have asked him to, which huh. is why she didn't ask him to, because she didn't think that'd be right. Yeah, so I mean, that would be a heck of a story. That would be, you know, but but then we'd have to get a a young Obi Wan, right? And we have to get a new Obi Wan actor, and oh, I love you and McGregor. <laughs> you know, I really want to see you and McGregor be Obi Wan again. So. I think Western on Tatooine it is. We'll see. <laughs> I don't think he's going to leave Tatooine, right? If he's looking after Luke. Right. What if he, like, gets kidnapped or something? Or, or somehow, you know, gets in a situation where he has to leave Tatooine. In order to protect Luke, maybe. He leaves Tatooine so that whoever's chasing him also leaves Tatooine. And then he goes on some, you know... He loses them and goes back to Tatooine. He goes to Canto Bite or something. That'd be cool. <laughs> Obi-Wan the Gambler. That's what I want to see. Everyone listening, I want to hear what, what your thoughts are on this. Um, what would be your ideal Obi-Wan Kenobi movie uh, for a standalone movie? 
Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash children of the force or send us an email at forcechildren at gmail.com and let us know. Uh, you can either be as vague or as detailed as you want to be. Uh, you want to spell out the whole plot, that's fine. You want to say, you know, um, buddy, cop, buddy cop movie with Obi-Wan and Malik Healy, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. To steal Liam's idea. Uh, you could say that too. So this next story I'm kind of bummed about. Turns out that Michael Kenneth Williams will not be in the Han Solo movie after all. Uh, super happy and excited when they announced that he was going to be in the movie. Uh, he was on The Wire. Remember, kids, I told you about this. Uh, that's a show that your mom and I watched. Uh, yep. He was also on uh, When We Rise, which is a television miniseries that your mom and I watched about the struggle for LGBT rights in the United States. Just a great, great actor. And what was the thing with his forehead? Or he has a scar on his yeah a scar on his forehead that he got uh, when he was younger in a bar fight. I guess. Oh. Yeah. So, anyway, so he told the website Deadline, uh, he was talking to them, and he said this. He said, when Ron Howard got hired to finish out the film, there were some reshoot issues that needed to be done in regards to my character in order for it to match the new direction which the producers wanted Ron to carry the film in. And that would have required me on a plane a month ago to London, to Pinewood, to do reshoots, but I'm here on location in Africa. They wanted me now, I couldn't go, so they had to clip, clip, clip. So, like, if they were going to use the character that he played, he would have had to come back and shoot some new scenes, but he's already doing a new movie. And he's in Africa, and he can't just, like, go to London for a month or a couple weeks even to to do more scenes because he's doing this other thing, you know? And that's got to be, man, that's got to stink, right? Because I'm yeah. sure he did a lot of good work, you know? And, like, they designed his character, like, so... He said, he says that he played a half human, half animal character, which I'm assuming means like an alien of some sort that kind of looks like, you know, like, uh, like the werewolf guy in the cantina, right? Someone that kind of looks sort of like, uh, an earth animal, but also an, a, a human humanoid earth animal. I'm assuming it's not, he's not playing some sort of science experiment gone wrong or maybe gone right. I guess if the person was trying to create like a, you know, man bat or something so he says i don't think that me not being in the star wars family is final i left with a very good taste in my mouth about the whole family and i hope that i left a good taste in their mouth they're a great group of people the lucas family so that gives me some hope he's not going to be in this movie but maybe he'll come back as the same character in a different movie you know maybe the obi-wan movie he'll be in that instead because you know they probably did a ton of work designing his character and everything. And yeah. he did a ton of work acting in it, you know, like all that yeah. stuff. Right. So anyway, sad to see him go, but I hope you, I hope to see him back in a different star Wars project. All right. Well, let's go to this new news segment that we got going on <laughs> about, uh, Ron Howard sharing stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Ron Howard shares stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Alright, so, first we have a photo of prop food. So, this is like some food that we're going to see in the movie, Probably apparently, right? Probably Casino. Well, no, this is the Han Solo movie, but maybe, well, who knows, maybe part of the Han Solo movie will take place in the Canto Bike Casino. We know that Han Solo I is a he, gambler. Either that's, I think that's either a spoon... Yeah, it's a spoon. 
It looks like a spoon, but a shell, kind of. Like a, like shell a seashell spoon. spoon. Yeah. Kind of like a fish, too. Right. I mean, it's alien, right? It's supposed to look alien. This is not real food. There's some punch. I there's doubt some... that's punch, Liam. Yeah, and there's, punch? I don't know, this thing looks like like spider legs or something, or a plant or something in the background. There's punch, yeah, punch. cranberries, uh -huh. and peas. Are those cranberries, you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, so the thing is, those are that's all made of plastic, basically, everything that you see there, right? It's wow. Pretty, that's it what prop really food real. is, right? So it's, yeah, well, you know, the food that you see, like, uh, in pictures on advertisements, that's not real either. That's made out of plastic, too. Really? Yeah, yeah, like food photography, like like commercial food photography. They don't, they'll, like, coat a strawberry in plastic or something to make it look just perfect, right? Or they'll even use fake strawberries, right? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. So, all right. So that's one. Uh, the Empire looms large. We have this uh, Imperial helmet here. That's cool. And uh, the background doesn't look really necessarily Imperial, though. So we have a... Uh, Maybe someone's stolen Imperial. Is that a Death Star gunner helmet? Is that what that is? Maybe. I can't remember what kind of helmet that is, um, but it's it's a helmet that we see people on the Death Star wear, and it's on this one of those. This is the Han Solo movie. Han yep. Solo, yeah. Yep. So it's kind of on a console that we see, you know, we would see in a place like the Death Star, but in the background, it looks like a kind of a dingy city wall or something, right? It doesn't look imperial. It looks dirty and grubby. So where is this? It looks like Yavin Four. Like Yavin 4? Yeah, okay. It, it looks like a play, like something so. you could see on like Jetta too, or, you know, I don't know, like weird design kind of etched into the wall. I think it looks like something that you could see on Lothal. On Lothal, sure. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Ron Howard posted this image of him with kind of a goofy smile uh, looking at a shot of Chewie. So, you know, he's editing here, or he's looking at something that the camera just shot, or maybe he's even looking at a live image that's being shot right now, right? Mm -hmm. So then, uh, I, I zoomed in here. If you look at a closer-up shot, uh, you know, here's that shot of, of Chewie, and in the background, there's people, humans, smiling and kind of laughing. And it makes me wonder, like, is that the movie, or is that not? I don't know. It looks... Like, maybe Chewie's gambling, or he's doing something really awesome, and people are cheering him on. That'd be kind of fun. Have Chewie have, like, a public moment of triumph in the Han Solo movie? I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, what if ever, like what if people start chanting, Chewie, Chewie? What if Chewie and Han become best buds while doing, while doing, uh, gamble? Yeah, while gambling, yeah. Yeah, that would be funny. M maybe. Do you think we'll see Han meet Chewie in this, or do you think they'll know each other already? I think they'll meet each other. I hope we see them meet each other. Me too. Same. That's got to be, like, the most important part of, like, young Han Solo, you know? Yeah. Is, like, how he and Chewie get together. The only other part would be, like, Han getting the Falcon, but we know how that happens already. Right. You know? So we know he gets it that we don't from Lando. Know that yet, though. Right, we don't know exactly. Like maybe he has a special person in his life that we don't okay. know about before Leia. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Ron Howard also put some videos up on Twitter and Instagram that are kind of related to each other. So the one on Twitter um, is I'm going to show you kids here. There's no sound to it. Oh, there is sound to it here. 
and it's just like smoky, kind of uh, grimy back alley on a place like Lothal, maybe. Um, and there's just kind of like scraps laying around on the concrete floor, and there's some sort of machine that's producing a lot of steam Any or smoke. Rough corner of the galaxy. And, yeah, that's right. Ron, that's what Ron Howard says. Rough corner of the galaxy. On Instagram, he posted another video of what looks to be the same area, but this one has a flaming. <laughs> I'll just play it for you. Uh, so. It's a grill. It's so, a grill. See? So this is an R2, an Astromech droid. <laughs> a hollowed it's a out. It's a hollowed out <gasps> Astromech droid with like a, a grate top. on top. And doesn't look to me like it would be something that you'd grill food on, but I suppose you could. But it looks like a, just a metal grate sitting on top. So where the dome would be, the dome is not there on this on the top of like an R2-D2 like astromech droid. But it's not R2. I mean, obviously, it's it's got like red markings and, you know, we know it's not R2. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it looks like a joke, but I think that's going to be in the movie. You know, uh, think about like you see scenes of like people over like a barrel with fire in it. Uh, a lot of times that's how like... You'll see like homeless people huddled around a barrel of fire to keep warm in the winter, right? Like that's something mm-hmm. that you see in movies a lot. So this looks to me like the same kind of thing, um, but instead of a barrel, Just it's a hollowed out, a hollowed out R two unit. Oh, you hear talking? That could just be people on set or whatever. Finally, on Twitter and Instagram, Ron Howard posted a photo of Donald Glover and himself on Glover's last day of filming, which was August twenty fifth. Uh, so Donald Glover plays Lando, right? And he says, truly remarkable. Donald Glover wrapped up his shooting for the untitled Han Solo movie. He brought so much fun and cool to that old smoothie Lando. (laughs) All of us crew and cast will really miss him. So, so Donald Glover is done shooting the Han Solo movie. And I gotta say, with that mustache... He looks like a young Lando. <laughs> I am really looking forward to him as Lando. Uh, yeah. So speaking of Instagram, Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi, recently shared an image of a person sitting at a sound editing bay looking at something on a screen that's blowing up. So there we go. There's the image of something blowing up. I don't get that it's, something blowing it's up. It's just a big explosion. Right. Uh-huh. The screen. So they're watching the screen edited in sound. So so we know there's an explosion in The Last Jedi. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. All right. There's probably many. There's so probably. It's going to be a pretty sad movie. Yeah. Well, and there's Maybe space battles. Like space battles, too. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that uh, Dreadnought has those big cannons. They don't have them for nothing. They're going to shoot them. They're going to shoot something with the cannons. You know? Am I right? Uh, what cannons? The big cannons on the Dreadnought. They're going to shoot something. I guess, yeah. Definitely. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, they don't just have them for looks. Right? Right? They might. What if they don't actually work? (laughs) 
<laughs> like they're just plastic. <laughs> they are, like, they and are and the ship relics. is is also like plastic, <laughs> and everyone's just scared of it because they're like, oh no, it's 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 scary. It's, it's scary. like a float. We have to leave. It's yeah. like and then they're like, float. oh yeah, a free passage. <laughs> yeah. it's like a floating in space. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even have anything in it. Yeah, it's hollow. Yeah, it's just full of air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. 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 So, uh, in Canon News today, there is a book in the Star Wars galaxy, and the book is called "Collected Poems, Prayers, and Meditations on the Force." And this book is edited by Kozem Pell, who is a disciple of the Wills, and. The poems and prayers and meditations are written by various people from various schools of the Force, various thinkings about the Force, um, and uh, yeah, so this book, we see passages from this book at the beginning of each chapter in Guardians of the Wills, which is that book by, about Bays and Chirrut by Greg Rucka. And one of the passages is something that we've read before in in a different book that is not canon, uh, which is called The Jedi Path by Dan Wallace. And uh, th it's the Jedi Code. And Liam, would you like to read the Jedi Code? There is no emotion. There is peace. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. There is no passion. There is serenity. There is no chaos. There is harmony. There is no death. There is the Force. There you go. So, kind of cool that that is now canon and uh it's the it's written by anonymous so there's no one person who that is attributed to um it's also known as the jedi's meditation and that's jedi's apostrophe s singular possessive um also later on in this book we have not gotten there yet but i was paging through there is also uh the sith code in there um, is it called the Sith Code, or is it called the Sith something else? Or the Imperial uh, Guidebook. No, it's called... The Code of the Sith. That's yeah. what it's called. I'll read the Code. Unless, do you want to read the Code of the Sith, Anna, since you're Sith and Liam's a Jedi? I would say that. <laughs> I'm a Jedi and Liam's Sith. Oh, really? But fine. From my point of view, it is the Jedi who are evil. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you just said? No! Uh -huh. Uh, 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 right. Okay, I'm gonna not like to read this, but um, you have to read it like Darth Maul. None of this is true in my uh, opinion. Here's here's the truth according um, to Anna. Here it is. <laughs> you have to read it like Maul. I don't even know how to read like Maul. Very serious. No, whatever. I'll just read it in my happy dinner voice. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. Peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. S through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. Here, how about I read it like the good? Peace is perfect. And passion's okay. <laughs> through passion, I gain people liking me. <laughs> through people what? liking me... <laughs> I gave people liking me. Wow. <laughs> people this, liking me. 
This still sounds like the code of a Sith. <laughs> I, gain, it's a, I gain. People like no, you. No, no, no. Through, through, through being kind, uh, I gain um, people trusting me. And through people trusting me, friendship. I gain friendship. The force shall be with me always. <laughs> now let me read this. That's better. <laughs> let me read this. What? Oh, I'm going to read a oh, dark. Are you reading your Peace own? Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall flee me. So much better. Give me a hand. Anybody? Uh, okay, okay, I'll give you a hand. Take on my disembodied hand from... <laughs> take a box disembodied hand from Dungeons and Dragons. Stay on target. Oh, thanks. Looks yummy. Stay on target. Oh, oh, no, this is raw. Stay on target. Anyway, so this stuff, this this stuff like this in Star Wars, like having, you know, passages from a book, uh, which, you know, is it a book written on paper? Uh, that's one thing that uh, I think George Lucas kind of had a rule that there's no paper in Star Wars. Uh, there's no paper books, right? Which is kind of, uh, you know, when you see the Last Jedi teaser and you see Luke's gloved hand paging through this book and it's actual paper, that th might be the first time we see paper in Star Wars, um, at least in the Star Wars movie. So interesting, right, that, uh, that there's this old book of prayers, which I assume is, you know, digital, right? I mean, even though it's ancient, maybe the first, you know, it was written down once, maybe. I don't know. But I like that it, you know, it, it there's an old book of prayers. What's more earthly than that, right? I mean, we have old, many old books of prayer, you know. It's a thing that uh, that we, we have in our world. So books like this and ideas like this really ground Star Wars, I think, in reality. All right. Well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. How does Phoba Bet fly? Um, by using a jetpack? How does Phoba Bet fly? I don't know. By being Boba Fett? On his Fango jet. I'll give you an actual hand for that. Oh, thank you. <gasps> give me a hug. Oh, I get a hug from Liam. All right. You get a hug from oh, me. Oh, hugs for jokes. What? And a kiss. I don't want what? I don't want hugs and kisses for jokes. I want oh. laughter. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 80 of Children of the Force. And as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. If you'd like to reach out to us online in other ways, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Our email address is forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com Head on over to speakpipe.com slash childrenoftheforce to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. Uh, again, remember, let us know what you want that Obi-Wan Kenobi movie to be about. And finally, 
please, I mean, you know, if there is an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, it's not like it's final or anything. They don't even have a script yet. Oh, yeah, it might not even Godzilla happen. Oh, yeah, and go to our website and watch that Godzilla movie that Henry made. It's pretty awesome. Finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Doing so will make it easier for more people to find us. For Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you.